Hello guys, or should I say Selamat Sejahtera from Malaysia. This is AG and you are listening in to the Sambal Pod, a Malaysian youth-based podcast where we discuss about any issues related to Malaysians or any issues related to the youths as well. This is a podcast where any youths from anywhere are allowed to share their stories because we believe any stories have the power to inspire and impact. Tune in. Bye-bye. Yeah. When I get chills at night, I feel it deep inside without you. Yeah. Know how to satisfy, keeping the tempo right without you. Yeah. Welcome to the Sambal Pod. I feel so lame saying it all over again. But yeah, let's get on to it. So yeah, we have two interesting people here back on the pod. And before we reveal what we're going to talk about, so yeah, you guys, please introduce who you are. Hello, everyone. So before I introduce myself, I'd like to say thank you to the TSP team for agreeing to have us here. A little background for our listeners. The reason you're hearing us talk today is because my friends and I were given an assignment for our LMCK 292 class, in which we had to do an online educational program. So in the spirit of sharing information and you know getting the assignment done, we decided to approach TSP. And we're so glad they decided to share the platform with us for this episode. So this is, in fact, an LMCK 2922 project collaboration with TSP. So thank you so much, TSP. My name is Arisha, and I'm very happy to be here. Hi, Arisha. Cool, cool. Let's move on to the next one. Hey, everyone. I'm Husna, and I'm also a speaker today. Okay, so yeah, um, let before we go on to our topic, which is yeah, you guys know we we at the summer pod or oh, TSP in short, we love talking about serious topics, which is fun and cool in a way. But then I always try to bring the fun element because I feel like youths are all about still trying to live our lives, even though you know, even despite all the serious stuff. So yeah, before going on to our topic, as usual, we have all this. Weird cookie questions that we would like to ask you guys. So yeah, are you guys ready? Yes. Okay. Okay, so yeah, um since there's like the two of you guys, there's Arisha and Husna here, I will just ask one I'll whenever I ask each question, then I'll just wait for like both of you guys to respond. Is that okay? Okay. So yeah, that's cool. Let's start let's start on the first one. Okay, the first question would be what is the luckiest thing? that has ever happened to you, starting from Arisha. Wow. <laughs> happened to me recently would be a few years back when me and my little brother's uh, flight got delayed. And as, uh, sorry, the one of the flight attendants gave us like a handful of bags of uh, salted peanuts. <laughs> and we were really happy because me and my little brother uh, actually love peanuts. <laughs> oh, that's cute though. <laughs> I feel like that story is kind of cute. But um, like how big was the bag? Just like the average size or like how big was it? Or oh, like uh, the small party bag kind ah. of 
okay. we got like 10 each. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow, that's nice. I love salted peanuts too. So yeah, that would have been a win for me too. <laughs> so, okay, moving on to the next question. Um, what movie title best describes your life? <laughs> Are you sure you can start first? What movie title best describes my life? I feel like whenever people ask me one word to describe my life, I would say it's funny because I think life in general is just funny or maybe I just choose to laugh at, laugh at things. I'm not sure. So okay. I guess if I could title my life, I'd just say it's a funny world. That would be the title because I, I just think life's funny. It, it just messes you up, but you enjoy it too. So yeah, okay. that would be the title for my life. I like that outlook. I mean, like, yeah, life life gives you, like, you know, unpleasant things at times, but, yeah, sometimes you just laugh it off. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, Husna, what about you? Um, For me, I don't really watch that much movies. So okay. I, I'm sorry if this title is quite old, but I think uh, my life would be Home Alone. <laughs> <laughs> even with COVID, uh, I really... I'm not really an outgoing kind of person, so I would prefer to stay home. Ah, I see. Okay, that's cool. Okay. So the next question would be, um, ooh, I don't understand why am I asking so many like thought-provoking kind of questions, but yeah, I'll move on to the more fun questions later on. Yeah? <laughs> the next question is, um, how different was your life one year ago? <laughs> So yeah, to you, Arisha. Life was very, very, very different one year ago. <laughs> because one <laughs> year ago, pandemic. yeah, I, one year ago, we were like, all like, we were a flight away from home. Mm. And now we're at home, but with different <laughs> struggles. Okay. I mean, last year, it, it was probably homesick that we had to deal with and, you know, okay. adapting. But now it's, not homesick, it's just navigating things through this pandemic is quite hard as well. Okay. Okay. Yeah, Husna, what about you? Yeah, I agree with most of what Arisha said. Uh, yeah, but mainly the difference would be, yeah, through learning process since we are all still uh, students. Okay, so yeah, I'm trying to find some fun questions here because I feel like all the questions today are like so serious. Mm. I don't know. Is there any fun questions here? Uh, ha, 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 um. It's okay, I'll just ask any question that comes on my head. Um, <laughs> are you a morning person or a night person? I think that's super, that's simple. Night, definitely night. Okay. I'm like you too. What about you, Asna? Night. <laughs> well, we are online people. We hate waking up, man. Yes, that is so true. <laughs> okay. Um, one word to describe your day today. Relaxing, probably, because I've had like such a busy last few weeks. And okay. this weekend, I've had time to probably like relax, properly relax and, you know, take time off. Who's that? For me, 
uh, today especially i'm i'm very nervous because i'm not a talkative person <laughs> <laughs> no worries you're doing fine i mean like to be honest you're doing fine i've seen people so struggling like so many times and then no we, we having to like record it countless times but now i feel like the reason you guys are recording the second time is because of me having some technical problems so like yeah you guys are doing fine to be honest it's a it's good start so yeah there's nothing to be nervous about it's just me so like yeah um okay so the last question um and yeah, what Arisha said is actually really true. I feel kind of relaxed this week too. Maybe because like it's the Deepavali weekend, so I got a chance to like, you know, rye a bit. <laughs> and like, you know, there's like classes are cancelled and all. So yeah, it's nice to it's nice to have a break at times, to be honest. Um Okay, this is just the last question. Um uh, what job would you be terrible at? <laughs> As a Police woman. <laughs> Why a police woman? I just don't think I'm built to be someone that's stern. Okay. I mean, not all police women or police men are stern, but I just can't imagine myself doing that. And, you know, they go through a lot of physical training. I'm just not very active. <laughs> <laughs> okay okay cool cool understandable yeah yeah they do go through a lot so yeah shout out to all the police people out there you know you guys are doing great and yeah Kusna. uh for me i think it would be singer because i obviously can't sing <laughs> okay okay cool um i think i'm 10 minutes up it's supposed to be for 10 minutes so yeah um, I'm not sure how many questions we got we got through, but yeah, let's get on to our topic. So yeah, this is not my suggestion at all. Um, yeah, I mean like for for all our previous guests who might be listening in, you guys know that at TSP we give you guys the liberty to talk about what you want to share because this is a place for youths to share their stories. It's not about you know we don't uh, obviously uh, when there if there are people we know we we invite people on the podcast, but the people who come on our podcast are not necessarily the people that we invite. Like I feel like most of the people who comes on the podcast are the people who they themselves volunteer to be on the podcast. And we are so open to that because the Sambapa is a place where we want to showcase all the amazing stories of the youths in Malaysia. And we want to show the world how, you know, how amazing Malaysian youths are. So yeah, uh, when uh, when these guys approached me, right? So um, I did not know these people at all. So like, you know, I only start to start knowing them, like, you know, when we start working on this, which is, which is one of the best parts. I think I, I mentioned this on every episode, the best part of, starting this whole journey called the Sambal Pot is that I get to work with strangers and some of these strangers eventually end up being good friends. So like, yeah, I really like that. I enjoyed that part. So yeah, um, these people came and suddenly, you know, out of a sudden, they proposed this topic they've never heard before, which is called Fosse. And I was like, what is this? Like some DC movie or like, <laughs> what on earth is this supposed to mean? And then they were like, they were like, they were saying about how Fosse can be so impactful to the 21st century, and it's like basically this kind of like um this kind of system that that is created for you know that uh, this kind of learning method that people can use to be better version of ourselves. So I'm not going to go much about it because I obviously don't know much about this. 
<laughs> I, I had to do research for like two weeks, you know, trying to like think of like, how am I going to like, you know, correlate this topic and how am I going to make this topic fun and knowledgeable at the same time. So yeah, passing it on to the experts who want to talk about this topic. So yeah, um, uh, <laughs> so yeah, Arisha, um, you can start first with the main meaning of, yeah, with the main general um, definition of posse. So yeah. Please go on. Thank you, E.G. So to actually know what FOSI is, we have to talk about competence first because FOSI will actually help us in achieving competence. So is competence. By the book, it means the ability to do something well, but essentially it just means having the proper skills to do something, especially in today's setting. And what most people don't know is that there's actually four elements to competence, which is knowledge, skills, proper conducts, and value. So let's go one by one. So knowledge is knowing what to do. This is essentially learning. So for example, if you're a lawyer, knowledge would be the part where you read law. And then the second part is skills, which is learning how to be a good lawyer or learning how to do well in something. The third one, which is having proper conducts, is having the proper attitude, such as if you're a lawyer, you must have respect towards the law. If you don't respect the law, you might not be as good of a lawyer. And lastly, value, which is what that particular thing means to you. In this case, if you're a lawyer, the value of you learning law and becoming a lawyer is you need to know why the law needs to be upheld. Why is it important to you that the law is important? Sorry, why is it important to you that the law needs to be like properly upheld and prevailed? So those are the four things um, about competence, which is knowledge, skills, proper conduct, and value. And these four Cs will help you in achieving the competence. And maybe Husna can talk about more um, about what four C itself is. Thank you, Arisha. Uh, so about four C. Four C stands for critical thinking, communication, collaboration, and creativity. It is mainly a set of skills deemed necessary for the 21st century. You see, every year there's, there's this list of skills ranked based off their importance. And these four skills kept recurring in those lists. And that's why they are coined the four C's. And I'd like to add that there are no specific personal organization that decided what the four C's consist of. It is mainly a consensus that these four skills should be the main one. And another thing to note that FOSI should follow its sequence from critical thinking to creativity to make it more effective. Okay, okay, cool. So, yeah, the, that's that's the basics of, you know, what FOSI is, you know, uh, which is... Uh, which is what and I'm still trying to uh, remember, but I feel like um, the four C's part, right? The part that, that kind of like, no, I don't want to, like, before I go on to like four C's as a whole, which we will dive in later on, um, I want to talk about Arisha's part. Uh, Husna gave, just now Husna gave a brief definition as of like why four C's uh, exist and like how four and four C's are supposedly this kind of like, you know, this kind of, I'm not sure what's the term she used just now, but basically, 
Forces could be like the way that we could use for 21st century learning as of how can we use it for 21st century learning and how you know how good this thing is how effective it is you'll go on to it later on but yeah arisha i just want to ask on your part just now you said that you know as if to like achieve competence you need like all these four elements right you know which is like knowledge skills proper conduct and value so like yeah um what do you think um this is just a question that i got on the head just now um when you talk about value right you were saying about you know we need to have value so that we know what is the meaning of values so that we know um how meaningful the job is and like we question ourselves as of like why we need to do this kind of work right so can we actually correlate value with passion can we say that you know you need to have like passion in order to like you know give value like what do you think about that i personally think that value does work and go hand in hand with passion because once you um determine that you value something for example if uh, yeah like um for example like i said if something has happened to you and you are learning law because of that personal value that you feel the law needs to prevail this will then drive your passion to be good at it so yes i personally believe that value and passion are very tightly knit together okay um okay cool so yeah uh, before going to use now just now i wanted to ask you about actually wanted to ask you about one of the one of the one of the c's in this four c's um technique but then i felt that it's it's better to let you give the you know the proper elaboration first so yeah um please go on to the first four c that you want to speak about okay the first c we'll be talking about is critical thinking <laughs> Critical thinking is best described by Richard Paul's definition of it, which is thinking about your thinking process while you are thinking to make your thinking skills better. Since critical thinking is a thinking process and if you want to improve on it, you have to think about it. You have to see what is the flaw in your thinking and then, uh, then think about how to make it better. Uh, a good uh, thinking skill is you have to have three factors which is clear i uh, the idea should be clear straight to the point you know no beating around the bush second should be rational it should be logical it should come from the mind and not from the heart and three it should be free and the third it should be free it should be uh, free of restrictions or in another word is thinking outside the box now after after we learned about uh, the four C's in Chitra, we started practicing four C, and we all agreed that critical thinking is the hardest skill out of all the four. And I think we can attribute that to the fact that during our golden years of learning, during school, uh, primary and secondary school, we don't really have the liberty to actually be free thinkers. Uh, anyone remember HOTS, like higher order thinking skills? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we had an exam. <laughs> yeah, uh, for example, a sejarah question could be phrased as what are the factors that causes the Portuguese to successfully conquer Malacca, for example. Right? And the question itself is all right. It, the question itself is very hot per se, but the problem here lies with the rigidity of the marking scheme, you know, <laughs> and, the uh, and the presence of model answers, you know, from store-bought revision books. And it's such a shame, really, it defeats the purpose of HOTS, you know, when student just blindly memorizes the answers. And, then, and, and on top of that, 
uh, a part of critical thinking is to judge ideas and and in school we are mainly taught to generate ideas and not to judge them regardless if it's our own ideas and other people's ideas so the backlash is that people confuse between critical thinkers and critiques now mm -hmm. the, the difference between critical thinkers and critics is critical thinkers see different perspective on the matter whereas a critic will see his or her own point of view and when a critical thinker a critic uh, give judgment they are acting as a second pair of eyes to help find flaws and and then afterwards to help find uh, and brainstorm a solution together whereas a critic would like to just publicly point out the flaw to look more superior more intellectual and okay. that's creating more problems hmm. and okay. uh, and a good critical thinker should be complemented by having good communication communication skills so that their thoughts, uh, solutions, or ideas can get across well. So that's the importance of the next C, which could complement critical thinking. Okay, so yeah, before going on to the next C, which Arisha is going to take over, um, I find this really, uh, I find this really true and interesting in the point that yeah, we all do have thoughts in the school. I'm not sure when you guys started having these thoughts think in, uh, incorporated, but for me, um, this thoughts thing seemed very prevalent prevalent when uh, I think it was like around it was like towards the end of my ed education years lah, probably around like from three from four the kind of thing no only then we start seeing you know uh, all the teachers started highlighting about horse and all and yeah the problem the problems caused were that students were not able to think according to these kind of systems and yeah that is true whenever we even whenever we go for international competitions and stuff like that it's obviously more tougher than you know than our regular papers that we see in school so yeah um, some people blame the government some people blame the education system you know so many factors but what i could say is that change doesn't happen a day i i, I feel that even our education um our education ministry recognizes the problem that we as Malaysian students, we are not good critical thinkers. Let's just face the facts. <laughs> no, we are not good critical thinkers. And why is that? It's not, um, maybe one is because we were exposed to this hot concept a bit too late in school. Another reason is because I think we are all on this, you know, we, we like to follow this typical Asian kind of learning, which is all just based on memorization compared to like actually thinking. You know, I mean, even, e this, this is why people always say that even if you're smart in school, you know, you get the good grades, you are like the number one and stuff like that. That doesn't even mean that, you know, you have a good IQ or that, you know, you're, you're good in thinking. And why is that? That is because it's just so easy. You know, it's just so simple to like memorize all the answer schemes or like the model answers and just spit it out on the exam. And that is what's going on, you know. And and I find that really true, even in university, like, you know, I, I, there are like some lecturers who try to ask like out of box kind of questions to students and all. And most of the time, you'll just be like clueless, not knowing what is going on. So I would not blame this on the students 100% because I feel like that is what they have been exposed to. Okay, like all their lives, their, their main intentions, you know, like these students have been programmed that way. They have been programmed to just like memorize these this, this important points, to just like, you know, to just play around with all the typical common passive questions, you know, to just practice based on these kind of questions so that they get the A's, they get the good results, and then they get the good unis and stuff like that. You know, people have been programmed that way. So I would not blame the students 100% because even when you start uh, introducing the hot questions in school, like how it was on my time 
some of the teachers were not able to adapt to that as well because you know so many years they were so used to teaching based on that same memorization technique kind of system you know instead of just this hot yeah uh, hot kind of thing so yeah change has to be done on both factors i'm not going to blame the teachers and i'm not going to blame the students it has been something that has been programmed at least in the malaysian society for like so long so um, what we have to do is like we have to like slowly try to change and you talk about slowly try to change is that yeah we have to like we have to slowly teach at least teach the younger generation out there that you know knowledge is not what you see in your textbooks and not what you see on your workbooks or like your latihan kibad and stuff like that knowledge is something that you can obtain out of external reading you know outside reading reading materials or like watching any other youtube or any kind of sources which is not only related to your school material so when you're exposed to like those kind of information then i think you know it helps to change things more better i'm not saying that the government's not doing anything because i do see uh you know they, they have changed our curriculum from like i think our time it's qbsm and then now it's kssm they're trying to like incorporate more more hearts kind of like you know hearts kind of questions and all and they're trying to like you know introduce the students to more it kind of it related kind of uh, kind of learning so that they are more exposed to like more information it's not only you know the information is not only uh, based on what they learn on their textbooks and stuff but yeah uh this for this kind of change to happen it doesn't happen in day la. so we have to like slowly we we ourselves have to slowly be aware and try to change ourselves by stuff just like blaming the situation or how it was so we have to like try to re reprogram and restructure our thinking so yeah uh, i really like that point so yeah I'm going on to you, Arisha, for the next point, which is communication. Thank you, Husna and AG. So yeah, I think it's very evident that textbook smart and street smart are two different things. And critical thinking plays a big part in uh, ensuring that you're street, street smart so you can navigate life you know, easier and better. So the next C is communication. And essentially, it just means getting meaning across. And I think that when talking about communication, the first thing that comes to your mind would be about introverts and extroverts. And okay. the second thing, sorry, second thing that comes to your mind is the challenges of communicating in the 21st century, especially with unspoken words, such as in social media and through text. So let's talk a little bit about both. People think that communication is only applicable and benefits those who are able to voice out what they're thinking, usually extroverts. Meanwhile, introverts are seen as secluded, shy, and to a point where their timidness is labeled as disinterest and non-participant, especially in discussions, which is something we face as university students right now, especially since the pandemic requires us a lot of learning online and group work online. So I feel like introverts have a setback because they are not able to voice out what they actually want to say. And okay. this is not because they're interested. It's actually because they have a hard time voicing out what they want to say. Because for them, it's draining. Because not everyone is talkative. Not everyone is able to speak freely. So in fact, introverts are interested and they do pay attention. It says that they need to warm up to you sometimes so that they can voice out their opinions. Pretty sure a lot of my introvert friends agree. So yeah, and in fact, introverts and extroverts are complementary to each other because if everyone is talking at the same time, um, it might be, uh, it might cause a bit of a like problem. It might be haywire. <laughs> yeah, it might be haywire. And uh, an example of like when an extrovert 
is too excited about voicing out their opinion, right? And they don't double check what they're trying to say when they're communicating. A very like evident example that actually happened was when uh, this one actress posted a picture of her on social media. Okay. To which a netizen replied, uh, macam K-I-M-K, which means like, like K-I-M-K. And K-I-M-K can be mistaken for a Malay swear word. So okay. this caused the actress to actually lash out on social media, like, watch your words, watch your spelling, watch <laughs> where you're commenting, you know, like. Um, and then the netizen said, like, she didn't actually mean the swear word. She actually mm-hmm. meant it like Kim Kardashian. <laughs> which is a compliment right okay yeah so that was a bit of a problem especially since the actress was very popular so obviously the netizen should have thought twice before commenting and double check what she was commenting and the actress should also investigate further so here's a tip on if this situation happens to you let's say you are in the position of the actress you posted something be it your opinion or your like photos anything and someone posted nasty comment or someone said something that um, is disagreeing, like essentially meaning he or she is disagreeing with you, practice halt. So don't talk if you're hungry, angry, lonely, or tired. So those are the four things you have to look out for. Halt when you're in halt. And when you've identified you're not in halt, there are communication styles that you can approach. So according to like research and stuff, uh, there are four communication styles that you can approach. One, which is the aggressive communication style. Usually the aggressive speakers, they speak in a loud tone or in social media through caps lock, essentially saying my rights matter and yours don't. So in our previous example, if someone commented something nasty to you, you would say something like, you're stupid for saying that. That's aggressive communication. The second type of communication is passive, usually in a soft tone or saying my rights don't matter, only yours do. And in the previous example, you would reply something such as, yes, my post was stupid. I'm sorry. Then there's also the third type, which is passive aggressive, which shows that you agree on the outside, but you're subtly hinting at your anger. So you're going to say something like, yeah, you're right, but don't blame me if other people disagree with you. See, you're like subtly hinting that, yeah, whatever, but people will disagree. Yeah. And the last one is assertive which means uh, I respect your opinion, but I wish to disagree with you and I hope Mm -hmm. you respect me too. So assertive communication is, as you all can probably guess, is the best way of communication so that um, in this case, you would handle it in a civilized way and you could get meaning across without hurting the other party's feelings. So yeah, I think that's a bit about communication. Okay. Cool. Um, you know, I, I really like the halt, the halt analogy, you know, like don't talk when you're hungry, alone, lonely, and tired, which basically means... Hungry, angry, lonely, or tired. Oh, yeah. Hungry. Oh, okay. Oh, hungry, angry, alone, and tired. Okay. Hungry. Oh, that means that the A, there's two meanings, like angry hungry, and alone. Hungry, angry, lonely, and tired. H-A-L-T. Lonely and tired. Oh, okay. 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 Cool. cool. So, yeah, that actually shows basically like, what it means is that don't talk when you are overwhelmed with emotions. Because yeah. sometimes we're overwhelmed with emotions, we can't think rationally. And yes, talking about social media, I don't understand like now people nowadays, right? I feel like, you know, you don't, I don't think we are that brave to talk about some things 
on when we are when we are seeing them like on a face to face kind of communication. But then maybe when on social media, everyone suddenly become all these psycho gangsters, like you know, which feel that they have the right to just say anything. So yeah, I mean, like uh, even in our previous episode, I think I've spoken about how toxic social media can be. No, yeah, for those who want to listen more on that, can check out our episode on consumerism. So yeah, I'm not going to talk much about social media, but everyone knows this. That's the good and bad stuff about social media. But Malaysians, what can I tell is that if let's say you want to comment anything, just think twice. I mean, like yeah. thinking twice that might not be wrong. And you know what? If you really don't have anything nice to say, I don't really see the reason for you to say it. If let's That's say you, you say that you want to give advice, right? Then like try to give advice in like a proper way, you know, instead of like, you know, in a, in a good way or maybe like by, D, uh, by DMing them directly instead of like, you know, just black backlashing them on social media and trying to use that as an excuse as of like advice and stuff like that so yeah that's something we all should look into that's true so okay um going on to the next one um which is collaboration the third c so yeah who's now please give us a brief all right thank you ag uh collaboration can be defined as working together to achieve the same goal and as humans from the animalia kingdom, we are hardwired. <laughs> we are hardwired to compete, you know, to win. So that makes collaboration all the more important in the 21st century that sets us apart from other people. You know, with the influx of talent and repeating ideas, we need to stand out by creating something new. And that and that something new could rarely be achieved without some sort of collaboration. And Collaboration is not the same as teamwork. Teamwork is merely a part of collaboration. Like for example, take Arisha and I, we are a team. Now we are now collaborating with AG and her team from the Sambal Pod. So it's simply like that. Okay. Collaboration, yeah, collaboration uh, where there are a lot of people involved, we are bound to see different types of personality. And we need to understand these personalities so that we can complement each other and be aware of their weaknesses so it won't hinder our collaboration. And there are many personality profiling, such as the Big Five, My Briggs, used usually for scientific research and job employments. But today, we are going to uh, introduce to you guys a cute uh, system, a cute bird-based system called DOPE. <laughs> Okay. Which stands for which stands for dove, owl, peacock, and eagle. Okay, let's first look at dove. So dove is an emotional introvert that avoids conflict. Conflict stresses them out. Conflicts makes them anxious. So they all often look like the peacemaker in the group. You know, they just agree with other people. And in order to agree with other people, they sacrifice their own opinions or or maybe in the first place, they don't even have an opinion. In the first place, the matter is very controversial. And then they usually just follow the majority. And they could be summed up as a friend to all is a friend to none. Since if you, tr if you agree with everything, do you really agree with anything? Uh, and the second one is Ao, also an introvert, but an analytic introvert owls analyze so that they don't make rash decisions 
in fact, their decisions are very slow. They need to read, they need to do research first because they are scared of being wrong. And if the, and even after doing all those research, they still they are still scared of making decisions because they always have this, this thought at the back of their uh, mind that what if something goes wrong and it's their fault, you know, their fault for not thinking that could go wrong, for not researching enough. And although how hard they judge themselves is also how hard they judge others. You know, if you ever wronged an owl, they will remember. Their analytic introverted brain will remember and they won't let it slide. They will take it personally. Quite a dumb Yeah, yeah. <laughs> mm. Now, uh, the third one is the peacock, which is an emotional extrovert. They are the life of the party. And at first glance, they look carefree. But deep inside, most of the time, they are insecure. Their insecurity stems from the feeling of exclusion, scared of being left out, scared that no one likes them. So they make an effort to befriend everyone. And by doing so, they are seen as the glue of the group that keeps mm -hmm. everyone together. And But of course, to please people to this extent is also to sacrifice their own stance. So, but uh, people like the peacock, uh, they've agreed to make that uh, barter just so people would like them. <laughs> okay. And last but not least, the uh, authoritative extrovert, the eagle. Now, they are natural born leaders. They have their own visions. They have their own ideas and how it should be done, what ideas should come to life and what should be sidelined. And they want everyone to follow what, uh, to follow their visions. You know, they are the self-proclaimed leaders. Now, you don't need a lot of leaders in the group. So when eagle meets eagle in a group, mm. well, you can bet your means you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, the fight starts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, but eagles don't uh, only argue with owl, uh, eagles, other eagles, they also argue with owls too. But uh, arguments with owls don't last long because they're an introvert. So at the end of the day, they will be just fine working behind the scene. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and after knowing all of these uh, four bird personality groups, and they are actually important for the dynamic of a group, of a team. You know, we need a leader. We need a group, we need to have a leader. We need to have someone that thinks a lot. We need to have people that follows and we need to have someone that brings everyone together. And so each personality have their own weakness. So we need to ensure that our weaknesses don't disrupt the dynamics of the team. Okay. Um, okay, thank you, Usna. And yeah, I just want to say the dope system really sounds dope. <laughs> I mean, like I really like it um, as how as how you uh, as how the system actually you know classifies everyone's characters based on you know based on based on these animals and basically all these birds actually. And yeah, um, reading back all of this, right? Actually, when I when I was looking through the document when you sent this to me earlier, this was. This system was one of the things that actually attracted my attention the most. You no, know, this dope system. So I was like, I was really kind of excited when I wanted to hear, you know, Husna's sharing about this. So yeah, thank you for sharing that. And yeah, I know uh, me looking at this personally, I feel like I have been in these phases. I'm not sure what phase I am now, to be honest. I really don't know. But I feel like I have been in this phase like a lot. I mean, like I've been the eagle. I've also been the peacock. And yes, I also 
I think I've also been the doof before, you know, like, you know, trying to please people too much, trying to be the yes person. So, yeah, these are the things that everyone should pay attention of. I'm not saying that these things can be wrong or this thing can be correct. But, yeah, everything has to be done in moderation. Lah. Don't try to, like, overdo anything. Because even if you see based on, like, who's not sharing it just now, it um, there's no, no birds are, like, perfect. Every bird has their, you know, as their, every personality has their good stuff. And they also have their weaknesses as well. So, yeah, obviously, you all these different kind of personalities you know to make a very good dynamic team especially if you want a team to work and stuff you know you obviously need a leader you can't say that you know if let's say you are a leader you can't just say that oh um, i'm a leader but then i because i want to give space to other people i don't want to make any decision at all that is wrong you know like when i started the sambal pot i was super freaked out to be a leader I was super freaked out because I felt that I was working with a bunch of strangers. My team might listen to this later on, I don't know. <laughs> but then, yeah, I mean, like, you know, I was scared as of, like, if, let's say, I rule too much, then I would not give them space for them to do the work that they want to do. Because everyone joins the Samba pot for their own reason, for their own passion, right? So, um, I didn't want to, like, you know, hinder their growth or the things that they want to do in a way. But then... I realized that it doesn't, even if, you know, even if uh, they have their passions, that is a whole different thing on all. I, as a leader, as someone who started this, it is my responsibility to actually make the calls, make the decisions, even though, you know, even though it can be bitter at times. And I think this is one thing a lot of leaders struggle with, is that they try to, they, some leaders try to please everyone. They try to make decisions that make everyone happy. But yeah, that's the thing. We can't make decisions that make everyone happy because, you know, we humans are so beautifully different in our own way. So yeah, you know, that's the problem. Sometimes we want to, you know, sometimes our decisions are made for the best of the whole team. So in that kind of sense, you know, it might not make every one of your team members happy. So like, yeah, you have to deal with that as well. So I guess that's like one of the things you have to think of, like, you know, being a leader and all. And then I want to talk about, you know, the doof, right? You know, being the yes person. Obviously being the yes person is good. You know, you avoid arguments and stuff like that. And then, but the, the problem is when you say yes to everything, everyone else is going to start diminishing your thoughts everyone else is just going to you know sometimes people would not even bother to consult you anymore because they're going to be like oh this person always will say yes what i mean like you know this yeah. person is always going to say yeah so yeah that's the problem so uh so yeah you have to like you know even though it's good to to say yes it's good to like encourage peace in wherever you're working at that is very good but always remember to state your opinions it doesn't matter who you are Remember to state your opinions also or not. People would not know because we are not mind readers. We can't read each other's minds. You know, I don't know what will happen to the world if we can start reading minds. I think it will go to absolute chaos. <laughs> there will be true. like <laughs> there will be like another different world, you know, as a whole. But then, yeah, I mean, if you you have to be able to give your stance, and you know, even in giving your stance, you have to be able to compromise. You know, you have to understand that not all your ideas may be accepted, which I feel like for eagle that might be that might be difficult because I have been in that eagle head, and you know, sometimes when you give thoughts, right, you feel like when people don't agree to you, you feel like oh, you know. I want this to happen. So I think that's normal. You know, I, um, uh, that is normal. You know, that is like a part of your personality. That is a part of you. But then um, you have to accept it. Lah. So yeah, even if accepted things time, you have to accept it. And you always, you always have to remember that everyone does, you know, 
no matter whatever decisions that anyone take, they always take it for the best of their team and all. Or not, you have to make sure that whoever who's taking the decisions are actually taking it for the benefits of the team or for the benefits of whatever they're working at, not only for the benefits of themselves. You have to understand that it's, it's not wrong to take decisions for it for the you know for the for the goodness of yourself but then you have to remember that when you're working as a team you have to think about the benefits of the team as well lah. so i feel like this is such a reflective episode <laughs> so yeah i really like this dope this dope system yeah thank you for sharing that so and yes it's, it's it's very you know it's very important to actually ensure we have all of this lah. there's no there's no best or there's no worst you know it's just it's just how we all are so we celebrate we being ourselves that's it so yeah arisha going on to the next c yeah. Yeah. So actually, when we are actually learning about uh, the dope system, I was also very interested. And if the listeners are interested as well, you guys can Google dope personality profiling and just answer the quiz to know which bird you are. And surprisingly, the dope system is actually quite, um, quite specific, like quite true when you're okay. working in a group. Like, um, it's very beneficial to know what personality okay. profile you are because. Um, from my personal experience, you can see that the personalities of each of these birds actually do show in group work. So yeah, that's just that. So let's move on to the final C, which is creative thinking. So creative thinking is a process that happens alongside and can be amplified after the first three Cs has been um, done. So yeah, so I think, I personally think uh, creative thinking is the most practiced in school, especially in motivational talks or Camp Jati Diri. They always give you tasks that you have to think and brainstorm ideas to complete those tasks. For example, how do you um, take a cup of water using strings? Like, you know, basic group work or like, how do you make a monument using straws? I think that really challenges creative thinking. And it's not only in arts, but also in solving daily problems as well and how creative you can get. And, but a lot of people are still confused between creative and critical thinking. So essentially, there are two pieces in the same pot. They're inseparable, but also quite different from each other. So some of the differences are creative thinking is a brainstorming process. Meanwhile, critical thinking, you have to identify the pros and cons. And in creative thinking, you use intuition and you find possibilities using your imagination. But for critical thinking, you actually look proof, look for proof, and you consider perspectives. So critical thinking is actually the more analytical part of creative thinking. So I think everyone is creative, but the thing that pushes you to do what you want to do is how much you want to do it in the first place. And I think this is seen, like this whole four C's is seen in a very evident example brought to you by um, Athena Empowers. Not brought to you by, but like um, shown by Athena Empowers. So Athena Empowers is actually a organization that makes usable, re, uh, reusable pets for okay. the females, the girls uh, of the Orang Asli community. And according to the website, the team leader is called um, the very inspirational Anja Julia Abu Bakar. So uh, let me tell you how her, uh, she and her team managed to inc incorporate these forces using a method called design thinking. So in design thinking, the first step is always empathy. So um, she empathized towards these girls that did not go to school 
every month whenever they're having their menstruation because okay. these girls felt the shame of like okay. people knowing you know there's blood and stuff mm. because they they're didn't careful. have access yeah they didn't have access to pets and maybe like the store was far or like they didn't have the money so basically the pets were inaccessible so they skipped school for one week every month imagine oh how much they would lose like they would they they would be a setback for them because they would the they would mm -hmm. they would, they would feel left fall out back. yeah they and they would fall back on learning as well so she actually i imagine the process would be like first the first c is critical thinking right so she actually thought about all these perspectives and all these factors, which is inaccessible pets, you know, the amount of money. So she made reusable pets. And then she went on to the next seat, communication, in which she gave those pets to the uh, Orang Asli girls in like okay. a nice way, in a civilized way. So they also appreciated her her gesture yeah and her suggestion and they followed so for some time the girls were using the reusable pads but then suddenly the mothers actually asked her like um, is there anything we can do to help so the orangasi mm -hmm. mothers asked is there anything we can do to help in which she replied okay let's make the pets together so mm -hmm. she then gave jobs to the orang asli mothers to make the pets okay. so that is where the collaboration factor comes in Okay. So everyone is a, it's like a win-win situation. situation. You can see the flow working really well and everyone benefited each other. And so now they have a website in which they have expanded from just pets to colored pets in very oh, nice wow. colors. Okay. And even face masks as well as diapers. So Ooh. that's where the creativity comes in as well. So I think that's a very evident example of how empathy, starting from empathy, you work through with the forces and you can make a product that helps everyone. So yeah, I think that's that's like, that's the whole, you know, merangkumkan everything about okay. the Fossies. The whole thing yeah. about Fossies. Okay, okay, that is cool. I mean like, and yeah, I, to be honest, initially I was, um, I was kind of confused when I saw the creative thinking at the end and I was like, eh, um, I thought we discussed this earlier and then after that I was like, oh no, that was critical thinking and this is creative thinking. So yeah, I mean like, uh, it's good that you managed to like, you know, differentiate the difference between both this thinking. But you know, even that, even though we have two different kinds of thinking, it just shows that it's important to incorporate this both kind of thinkings. So yeah, I think like, you know, learning about forces and all this might be this kind of concept that we learn when we go to this kind of like camp motivasi or like, yeah, you know, yeah, that's true. Talk. but then the problem is like, sometimes maybe it's the way that they present it that makes it sound in a like a very mundane kind of manner that students just get not interested. We'd be like, okay, when we go to a talk and be like, okay, now let's now's the time to sleep. Let's go and sleep, right? So it's like it's that kind of concept. So yeah, I kind of like it that you guys suggested it here because you know talking about forces just realized how just made me realize that how um how you know how near these kind of methods are to our life. And it, and it also shows that we ourselves as humans we can take these simple steps you know to like try to like incorporate this kind of techniques we don't have to like use grand gestures or anything like that you know it's just like these little things that we realize and we try to change every day to be a better to be a better version of ourselves lah. so yeah i really like the concept about what um atina and powers is doing i'll sure check them out and yeah i just want to like um correct you Arisha, on a bit that um yeah um I think that some of the orang asli people are more particular with the terms that we used to call them. So some of them are more comfortable with the orang asal kind of term, you know. So yeah. Uh, I see. 
Yeah, so yeah, we can, um, so yeah, uh, we, I just want to tell that there. So because like, if there's anyone, at, if there's anyone from the Orang Asal community who is listening in, so like, yeah, I mean, like, we are aware about this. And yeah, it's good to, you know, remind everyone else to be aware about this fact as well. That's you know? actually quite new to me. So thank you so much. Oh, okay. Yeah, um, I've never heard of it before. Oh, okay. This aura assault term kind of started because of um, some people say it was filled by political agenda. But basically, what it means is that this um, this community just wants to tell everyone in Malaysia that they are the natives of Malaysia, and that is true. They are the natives of Malaysia. They are the you know the aborigines of Malaysia. So yeah, that is why I'm still using the word asli. They kind of changed it to asal, you know, orang asal, which basically means the natives. So, so yeah. Like this orang asal community are the natives who live in Malaysia. So yeah, um, you know it's it's good to like spread those kind of things around so that you know so that even they know that we that we are aware about what's going on. So yeah, I feel that you know these kind of techniques are all very important because um, we always hear talks about how uh, you know you you might hear like some smart ass person you know trying to say about Malaysian youths are not doing enough or like Malaysian youths are not smart enough and stuff like that. That was also like one of the main reasons why I started the sample part to show to people that who said youths are not who are just us like you know who said youths are not smart who said youths are just teenagers looking in phone and not gaining anything or not knowing anything we are people who are smart as well we have our own achievements we have our own advantages being born in a world of technologies and small you know and yeah who says that Malaysian youths are nothing you know we are all amazing in our own way you know there's so many youths out there doing great stuff you know so yeah yeah, I mean, and this just shows that, you know, maybe this forces is something that we all can consider, you know, uh, to like, you know, maybe the small steps that we can take to, you know, to make our, to, to actually improve the quality of our work. And I find this very, I find this something, uh, this technique as something we can even use when it comes to work. Like collaboration is something that you can use with your team because we all do, you know, it doesn't matter in the business world or like, you know, when you're doing work, you sometimes need to collaborate with someone else, you know. And collaboration doesn't mean that, you know, you're you 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 are you are one step lesser than the other person or stuff. It just means that you're trying to gain and learn something from both sides. You see, like now, um, when the summer pot made the made the decision to collaborate with you guys, you know, for your you guys, the benefits you guys will get is obviously your Chitra project. And like for me, the benefits that I would get is that I learned something new and I also got a you know a free episode in the process you know to to feature on so like you know and and for me the and, and I feel like I've never really knew I never really knew the existence of forces so like talking about this just like just made it show how important this this concept is as a whole so yeah going on to the next segment um yeah going on to the next sermon who is supposed to talk about this you know we want to talk about how we can incorporate forces in our daily lives right so um we want to talk about this and uh how to use this to apply for a job because as we know that in malaysia now um you know with this pandemic and all i think a lot of us you know i think it's a fear that a lot of us have especially among the uni students especially those who are like in their final years or those who just graduated they're all like you know the the economy is is, is facing a major downfall you know to in today's in today's world and yeah we're all being very worried thinking about you know as students our our main our main mindset is just this can we get the jobs that we dream or that we aspire to have you know like you know or are we going to like continue burdening our parents or like how is it going to be so like you know how is the future going to turn on so like yeah 
I guess today is a world of so many possibilities and a world of so many uncertainties. You know, like, you know, with this pandemic going on, it just shows that anything is possible in the world. You like, who knew that, you know, you only, uh, there would come a day where you just have to like stay at home in order to be safe, you know, in order to like not go anywhere. Like, you know, I don't like the situation. I feel like I miss out a lot. You know, I mean, like there's so many programs that I get to collab on, but I can only contribute through a virtual basis. I can't go and see them, you know. So, yeah, this is something very new for all of us. But yeah, let's try to see what, you know, let's try to see how can we make the best of the situation. So, yeah, who's going to move on to this, um, to talking about forces in applying for a job? Okay, it's nice with you. Yes. Okay. Um, I, I agree with you, uh, AG, because um, see, even pre-COVID, even before COVID, COVID, the Department of Statistics Malaysia actually revealed that 3.2% of the total from 5.29 million graduates in 2019 were unemployed. That's around 170,000. Wow. Uh, unemployed graduates yeah and it's an increase from uh the year before and it, uh, which is 161,000. and but uh i think uh we should not worry that much because uh unemployment is a problem but we are compared to the world isn't that high in unemployment since the us in the same year which is 2019 they have a rate of uh, unemployment of 3.7%. Okay. But that being said, that being said, uh, unemployment uh, is something unfortunate to happen, especially to newly graduate students. And how 4C can help? Uh, unfortunately, 4C is more to helping, uh, more to job makers, you know, not job seekers. Uh, Forsi help people in to become independent, you know, not really relying on existing companies like KFC or McDonald's. Okay, that means they become uh, their own CEOs, is it? Nah, yes, become their own thing, uh, and yeah, and also it's for it's also for people that uh is not facing un unemployment. Maybe they just wanted something more, maybe to to help people like the women from Athena empowers you know when you help yourself this will in turn will help others okay 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 cool so yeah um actually uh on the part where um Husna said that you know unemployment is not bigger not that big of an issue um okay I think that you know the pandemic just just highlighted more on all the problems that we have like maybe before this all these things existed all these problems existed you're talking about you know youths not being a uh, critical thinkers enough and all all these problems existed before you know way before the pandemic but i feel like when the pandemic occurred these problems and all were highlighted which which made people realize that oh we actually are facing this we have this problem we have that problem so you know and that that's why you know it start it start becoming a problem so yeah um as of like you know i i do like when you, when you say that 4c is actually a way in trying to make you uh you know trying to make people into you know job makers and you being a 
good CEO. This is maybe something, um, you know, someone uh, people can think about, you know, like instead of finding for jobs, why don't be your own CEO? But obviously, it's not going to be easy journey, you know, like if you're trying to be an entrepreneur, you're obviously going out from your comfort zone. And yeah, I mean, in today's world, it's not, you know, we don't need everyone to be CEOs. Some people need to work under a company as well. So yeah, I would, uh, what I would suggest is that maybe you can use forces, um, even uh, to be like leaders for yourselves. Okay, leaders for yourselves, um, um, by what I mean by being leaders of yourselves is um, being leaders for yourselves means that when you go in a company, even when you're working under someone in the company, right? So you can be leaders saying that you can portray all these policies and try to be better versions of yourself in the company itself with your current post, you know, with the current post that you have no matter what it is. You don't have to be a CEO of a company to create change in a company. So yeah, we need to stop having that mindset. We always think that if we want to create change, we have to be like on a high position. Like, why do we think like that? No, like even we as students, we can try to generate the impact that we want to generate. You know, anyone now is possible to generate impact, especially in the presence of social media, you know, in a world where anything can be spread through social media. So like, instead of just spreading the bad news, the rumors, the last question, which is what is the sambal of the episode? So yeah, what do you think? I, I feel like um, I agree that the Farsis will help us uh, to become leaders of ourselves and i feel like as you know as time goes on and we're entering university and stuff your course does not define you and these skills are not necessarily going to be applied in jobs but how you bring yourself as well so if you face a problem like every day we face problems just try applying these policies especially when like at home or we're always in constant uh, proximity with people. So we always have contact with people. And if any problem comes your way regarding people, if someone disagrees with you, if someone hates you, try approaching it in the foresee way, which is firstly critical thinking. Why does that person hate me? And then try to communicate nicely and eventually solve things according to this um, foresee guidelines that we hope we've made clearly enough for you. And also I'd like to apologize for my uh, misuse of terms. So shout out to all the Aura Asal. I'm sorry for the misuse of terms. That's all. What about Husna? Yeah, I agree. You, uh, <laughs> you actually summed it up very well my thoughts exactly that's why she's my teammate yeah <laughs> okay i think you guys did very well in like you know in telling all of us about four c's and how we can actually use this now daily life so yeah thank you so much for coming on the sambal pod and yeah thank you so much to all our listeners out there who listened into this episode i learned a lot today so i hope you guys all have you know have some takeaways that you guys can learn from as well so yeah till the next one see you guys Bye bye you you are muted, Arisha. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Okay. Oh, how do scream my own name? Scream.